Are we recording okay. already? Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. All right. Welcome to episode 204 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Coming to you from Lima, Peru. We are Times both two. here. Yes. <laughs> we are both yeah, here. Both. both in my home. I'm upstairs. She's downstairs. Yeah. So isn't wasn't there like a game upstairs, downstairs or a, a TV Ooh. show? Oh, I, I think it sounds was. like it could be, but I don't know what it was. No, because you're too young because you were born in like the 80s and I'm old. Sorry. I was born in the 60s. Sorry. Yeah. Anyhow, anyhow. And it is <laughs> so hot here. It is unusually, it is not this hot. It is very, very warm. And we do not have air conditioning except for in the primary bedroom. Um, and that's only because we asked for it when we were renting. So most people do not have air conditioning. They just have their windows open because it does not get this hot. So there's air conditioning in like the grocery stores and, and the mall and restaurants, not mm -hmm. even all restaurants. However, this is, this is Canadian summer on, mm -hmm. and humid, on a, a humid Canadian summer day. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like a hot, humid, sunny, end of July kind of day. Yeah. However. But then you come into the house and it's still a hot, yeah. humid <laughs> July day. <laughs> See, I'm not, but I'm upstairs and I, I, I don't feel it. Like, is the window open in your bedroom or the door? Yeah, the, wind the window is open. The door is not because but, like the wind because so I'm feeling the wind come in and I'm directly above you. Right. Anyways, people are like, I don't care how hot you are because <laughs> I'm in Canada right now and it's not and it's not hot there. It's not. Yeah. Anyway. But but here we are in Peru together at long yeah. last. Yes. Yes. I'm hoping it's a good omen that you've come. Um you helped me accompany our my granddaughters uh you will be flying back to Canada tomorrow with them but mm -hmm. maybe it's a good omen that you were here and that now you know Phil's going to come home one day and say okay this is this is it we're leaving you I know. mean that's what we're that's the hope right like the <laughs> there there was a sense of urgency that we needed to get here because we weren't quite sure how much longer you were going to yeah. be here and so now that we've been here it's time for you to leave. Yes, it is. It's time for me to leave. It's time for me to go. But we've had a packed week. Yeah, it's a been very, week. I was going to say it's been eventful, but it hasn't been eventful. It's just been full of things to do. Yeah. It like was, we arrived. So Sandy planned the whole trip, which was yeah. an absolute, an absolute delight for me to have to do nothing. I just had to yeah. show up and be here and be told, okay, now we're doing this. Now we're going here. Now we're doing this. And it was great. Yeah. It's nice and, sometimes to have that, right? That you're not responsible because yeah. it is stressful being responsible. For sure. Yeah. Especially sure. sometimes if it was just you, I, it wouldn't really be. I, got, I mean, yeah. you know, if I screwed something up and it's just you, that's fine. But when yeah. you have two little people and like yeah. little being 12 and eight, they're still little yeah, and they little. know your they know your reactions to things and they pick up on that. So then they take it on also. Then that's just not that's not ideal. No. And the thing is when you're when you're just two adults, if something goes not the way you planned it, you just sort of roll with the punches. But 
Mm. When you are with kids, you're a little less flexible that way, right? Because they, yeah, because they have like they need certain stuff as far as they need, you know, like like for example, I even like something silly like if you know a a meal got pushed a little bit later, you know, as an adult, mm. you sort of grumble and suck it up, but as a kid, it's like I mean, they, you know, they need to eat. You know, yeah. and, and, they, so and, and they just, they just grumble. There's no sucking up at that point. No, correct. 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 <laughs> so, so there is an added, and you know what else happens too, is I think the larger the group, the more stressful it is. Like even with a group mm-hmm. of adults, as the group gets larger, that gets more difficult too, because you have more competing opinions and more competing yeah. ideas about what to do and when and how to do it and where to go. And, you know, you have, yeah. You know, and it depends on the personality of the people too, right? Like, yeah, you know, and you're managing, you're managing all their personalities also, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but Sandy did a fantastic job of planning out the, the week and having very specific things to do on each day and making sure that the day was full of stuff, but not too full that you felt overwhelmed with what it was. Yeah. And we've really had a uh, we've really had a great time. We well, thank you. I'm glad you did. I wanted you to have a good time. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we flew Friday night. We were a little concerned because there was another weather, you know, weather. Yep. Uh, this has been the winter, the Canadian winter of <laughs> snow on Fridays. Yeah. And and so we, we our flight wasn't canceled. We got there. We got off. We were a little bit late leaving. We had to be de-iced. But anyways, overnight flight, which went well. Um, and then, yeah, we were here in Lima Saturday. Just kind of chilled, went for a walk, had ice cream. Sunday, we we went to a Franciscan, Francis, Franciscan? Yeah, Franciscan mm-hmm. um, monastery. Mm-hmm. We did that. That was very cool. And then Monday, going down and seeing the the, not the crypt. What is it called underneath? Where all <laughs> oh. the people are, where all the people are buried. Um, it is or, so cat- buried. catacombs. Yeah, catacombs. the catacombs. The catacombs. That yeah. was very cool. And it was mm-hmm. interesting too to see because that was in downtown of Lima, and so where yeah. you live is not right in the downtown core. So it was interesting to see how. The, the buildings are different and the streets are different and you know like it it almost looks like two entirely different places yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then Monday we were off on our adventure yes yeah we we flew from Lima to Cusco mm-hmm. and then we were in Cusco for the for the afternoon evening and was so it was so I think the the most hmm, I don't want to say alarming, but the the thing that was the most unexpected was how it felt to be at such an altitude. Because mm. I've never I don't think I've ever been at an altitude like that before. And so we'd started Sandy had the the foresight to start us taking some like you know, anti-altitude sickness medication 
prior to arriving in Cusco. And then when we got to Cusco, it was like, you're like, my fingers were tingling. And I was like, what is happening? Like, it's such a strange sensation, but that was fine. And then we got to the hotel, we like dropped off our stuff, we got ourselves organized. And then we were going to walk up to the main square to have some lunch. And we're like walking up to the main square and it, it and it was uphill but like not severely no. uphill and no. and it wasn't like you were climbing stairs or anything like it was just a sidewalk we were walking up and i was like whoo it's feel like like it the your breathing or my breathing was such that it was like i was having a workout but i didn't yeah. feel like i was working out it was just that my breathing was like that and i thought this is crazy mm. and of course it's something that i've heard about like and i know that you know especially with elite athletes like the altitude is really important and if they train mm -hmm. in a certain place you know then if they're going to compete in a place where the altitude is higher they need to go and train there too like i know this um theoretically but to actually experience it it was it was really uh like something to to note like really i was really quite taken aback by it yeah and it was um so we were at just under 3,500 meters in Cusco. Just and under 3,500, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you go from sea level to 3,500. So you get on the plane in Lima, which is at sea level. It's like maybe 200 meters or something. Mm -hmm. And then you get um, to Cusco at 3,500. So you walk off the plane and you're like, it hits you then. You're like, whoa, mm -hmm. something's a little wonky. Um, yeah, um, I was, I, I knew, I knew that, you know, if it was something mild that Henny would just suck it up and, and she would carry oh, yeah. on. But when you have kids and I have friends that have had brought kids and they've spent the whole time in their uh, hotel room, like either only one parent went with one kid and the other one stayed or the, there was a parent and a kid that were sick, like vomiting and everything. Mm. Um, and, and there's a lot of different, you know, I mean, they say drink coca tea because that's what, you know, the people who live in the Andes drink or the sriracha pills, which are acetaminophen and caffeine. So it's right. like, you know, take a Tylenol and drink a cup of coffee or, you know, a Coke <laughs> yeah. or something. Um, but I've taken this medication before many times and I just rather take it and and enjoy my trip than to risk yeah. it and yeah. not. So giving it to the kids, I knew like one of the girls could take a full adult dose because of her age and her mm -hmm. weight. But the other one, we were like, and so I, I gave half the dosage, but both of them tolerated it well. Mm -hmm. um, they actually were fine. The one mm -hmm. morning, the first, after the first night there, the, the youngest one woke up and was feeling a little wonky. So we gave her a little bit of gravel and, we're like praying to the Incan gods and our prayers were answered because within 20 minutes, she's like bouncing back to her normal self. So yeah. 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 That was one thing we didn't have to worry about, but I was concerned about that. So I was glad yeah. that, that everything it, worked out. It worked out all right. Yeah. It worked out all right. And Cusco yeah. was so cool. Like it was just such like a, the thing is, when you travel anywhere outside of North America, it just is so apparent how young North America is in comparison to the rest of the yeah. world. You know, like, like everything just looks 
old. You know, the streets are old and the the design yeah. of the buildings is old. Like it just is so different. And and then of course, you know, because of the geography of the place and because of the population and you know the 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 building is and the resources of course the buildings are different and you know in north america everything is really like wide and spread out for the most part whereas you know here it's all like tight closed in stacked on top of one another you know because you have to fill you have to fit in as many people as you can in as small as the smallest amount of space as possible you know right yeah 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 and and also you know you think so Cusco was the center of the Incan um royalty uh royalty yeah. yeah and and so they also knew enough to build these buildings that have one lasted thousands of years yeah. and through a lot of earthquakes and and tremors so we get a lot of tre- every day there's tremors some of them just you know um we don't feel them necessarily but mm-hmm. we do throughout the country um but these buildings they knew enough how to build it to absorb the shock mm-hmm. um and that so they didn't tumble over or you know just sort of Im- uh, implode um and, and you just that's so amazing to me like yeah. you know even with the technology that we have Mm-hmm. like dumb things still happen you know yes. that shouldn't because we have the technology for it and they yeah. just knew instinctively yeah. you know what to do um but yeah so we spent we spent the afternoon in Cusco a little bit of um souvenir shopping mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which with, is always young... which is always an adventure with children <laughs> Yeah, because they have so much money and they, they're trying to get as much and make their decisions to be made and they want to go to the next shop. And, you know, I mean, we, I try to be okay with that because I re- I do remember as a kid and my parents did not allow me I, to like go to every single shop and no. back and. I suck. thought you were, I thought you were very patient with them. Yeah. So just letting <laughs> them, you know, I mean. They don't, it's a big, I know it's a big decision and really like they were talking about five soles, you know, for a keychain yeah. and, and yeah. stuff, but it was, but I think they were very pleased with their purchases. Yes, you I know. think so too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, um, yeah. And so then when we came back that night, it was dark. And so then we got to see like the Plaza de Armas at night. Also, That was which, amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was so fun. It's so, Okay. So I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast or maybe I've ever said this to you, Sandy, but I I know I've told this story before because um, I have this experience. I I had this experience as a younger person and I have this experience as an older person too, that um, my parents have a cottage on Long Point and they got the cottage when I was in grade 11 or 12. And for the first few years that we had the cottage, we pretty much went to the cottage every weekend. Like it's, you know, from Stony Creek where my parents live, it's like an hour and three quarters. So it's not that far. There's no traffic because you're going south rather than north. Yeah. Not on a major highway. It's all like, you know, small highways and back roads. And, and so we truly, we used to go like every weekend and then, and so I used to work on Friday nights at the pool 
And then I would close up the pool at like nine or nine thirty, depending depending on you know what was happening. And then I would leave from the pool to go to the cottage. And so my whole like 17, 18, 19, 20 year old self driving to the cottage always drove to the cottage at night because I always drove on Friday nights up to the cottage and then on Sunday nights back home again to to go back to school on Monday. And I remember distinctly that there was a time that for whatever reason, I ended up driving up like in the middle of the day. And I, it was, it was as if I like, I was lost, but I wasn't lost. Like I was, I was driving the same uh, route that I knew like the back of my hand because I'd done it so many times, but I'm telling you, there were so many things that I was like, is that always there? Did I miss my turn? Like, is this what it looks like? Because I'd never seen what it looked like, or I mean, I had, but I wasn't used to seeing what it looked like in the daytime. And, and so I say that just like, I'm so glad that we got to see the, the main square in Cusco in the daytime because you see so much when the light is there, but then when it's yes. night and like there, you know, because of course Cusco's in the mountains, right? And so there's mountains mm-hmm. all around. And so you see all of these houses that are built all the way up the ma- the side of the mountain and they all have their little lights on. It was, it was magnificent. Like what a yeah. view. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we in, we had that day. We went inside of a church. We looked around. It was very pretty. Um, and and then then we the next morning we got picked up and we were on on our way to our to see Machu Picchu. So we had a a full day in the Sacred Valley. Lots of things. The girls really wanted to see llamas and alpacas. Yeah. We saw vicunas and we saw Veronica was a Veronica yeah the rescued condor a a condor yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um animals there yeah and they got to feed the the llamas and the alpacas and and that and then they you know it was a hard sell while they were trying to get us to buy stuff but they explained the difference between how to know if it's real or not real what did they call it oh baby alpaca or or maybe alpaca (laughs) Right. <laughs> Which I'd that never really heard before. That was really interesting because, of course, alpaca, like, it's wool, right? And so yeah. you think like, you wear wool to be warm, and so you think of it as being warm. But baby alpaca, like the actual um, fabric, if you touch mm-hmm. it, it's cool to the touch. It is, yeah. So and that, that, that was the trick they said. Like, that's how you could tell if it was if it was real or not. Yeah, and what was what's cool. interesting? Yeah, as interesting is that um, um, you—it's an easy way to tell if it's fake or if it's real. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So we did that, and then we went to—we uh, hadn't had a buffet lunch, which was this beautiful restaurant, sort of behind a gate down a road, and and was not expected. No. No, because it was, it felt like it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then and, we, and, and then we kept going. Yeah. And then we kept going. Um, and then we went to a different archaeological site. That was v- very cool. And the guide was very good. Like, I thought he did a really good job of 
explaining things to us and then showing things out, pointing things out, mm -hmm. um, pointing particular like spots out. Well, he did this more in Machu Picchu, but like pointing spots out where like, this is the spot where you want to take the photo and then giving people time to take the photos. And I also thought he did a really good job of not like going into his spiel about things until everyone was there. Yes. You know, like I've been on tours before where I was stressed about needing to be at the front of the group because if you were at the back of the group, you wouldn't hear what he was saying because by the time you made it there, he was already halfway through his, you know, whereas this, this, I mean, some of it helped. I think we were a small group, only nine, yeah. but I thought he did a really good job of that. It was really, it was interesting this archaeological site that we were at and it was literally in the middle of three valleys right mm -hmm. yeah that was the one that was in the middle of the three valleys and yeah. so there was like a like so when you were standing up on the top you saw the valley there like on to the left you saw the valley to the right and then you and then the valley you know that you were you were a part of that was it was really cool and he was showing us also like all sorts of different things about you know, Sandy was saying that these these people hundreds and hundreds of years ago that were building and knew how to build in a way that would withstand the earthquake, you know. And so he was showing us, you know, the sh the the way that they they fit the rocks together and the shapes that they use. And it was interesting that that because I always I always have been taught that triangles are the strongest shapes, mm. but they never use triangles no they used trapezoids right it was a trapezoidal yep. shape that that worked because i guess because that would it allowed for some movement yeah and some give and take in the in the case of an earthquake right yeah but they also said it the way that because the stone placement when they were building the walls and that when they had the shifting it actually made it stronger because mm -hmm. they were pushed together and that was interesting. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was 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 interesting. Even like there was I've been so, on that yeah. tour before. You have a different guide yeah. and they have, you know, different levels of experience. Yeah, they, Their spiels yeah. are different. Yeah. Yeah, they have different yeah, exactly. Different things to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And you just I mean, I I am truly in awe of mountains you know like I think anything that is big and vast I just can't get enough of it like because I feel the same way about the ocean like I I could not I would never get tired of like looking at the ocean because it's mm. so big and incredible and powerful you know and mountains are the same like they're just massive and like just like these majestic things you know like it, and you just honestly I just stand there in awe like I can't I, I just can't get over it yeah it's so incredible and I wonder if some of it is because like where we live I mean we have the escarpment you know and we have the lakes but but I tell you like I, I never get tired of looking at the lake either like I, I love to yeah. look at the lake so I think you know but then a, a mountain and an ocean are just you know so much bigger right it was yeah. incredible it was incredible yeah yeah it, it was, was. So cool. it was so and and so I wonder too because 
you know, we heard so much in the past few days about, you know, how these people lived all these hundreds of years ago. And, you know, they did this and they pulled this from here and they used this tool and they used that tool. And I wonder, like, how much of that is like an inference that mm. archaeological, like archaeologists and anthropologists and scientists have sort of have made and how much of it like truly truly happened right you know yeah because I I get that there's you know there are clues and there are hints right Mm -hmm. but I mean yeah I I want I do wonder that sometimes like okay but do we actually know especially when we're talking about communities that existed you know so long ago before there were records of things yeah you know and certainly you know the the guide would say you know you can see this here like this this would have been this and you can see this thing over here and you can see that you know see that this piece is missing that means they weren't quite finished building it yet and like okay but you know that for sure we're just guessing you know exactly (laughs) yeah yeah. And that's the, I mean, the other point that we haven't said is that the tour guides, he went to university for five years to be a tour guide, like learning about the, the history Incan, of, yeah, yeah, of, of the Incan empire. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's not just some guy that's like, you know, been sort of given a book about, you know, memorize these things and, and this is what it is. I mean, there's more yeah. to it than that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we took the train. So then you need to take the train because we were in Ollantaytambo. Yes. We take the train from Ollantaytambo to Aguas Calientes, which is the little town that is, they call it Machu Picchu town also. Yeah. 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 And you have to take the train because that's the only way to get there. Correct. Yeah. So we took the two hour train. It was about an hour and a half, I think, train ride, yeah, two about hours. An hour. Yeah, by the time we got there, it was dark, and the um, and we were met by the hotel staff, and they took us, and we checked in, and we w- then just went and grabbed something to eat. It was a really uneventful evening, but the next morning, we got up, and we were meeting meeting the group for eight o'clock to get the it's about a half an hour bus ride up to Machu Picchu. Yes, and it's a bus ride up the mountain, and so. <laughs> <laughs> and so imagine like you know those plastic straws I don't know if you ever had these Sandy but we had these plastic straws yes. when we were a kid and at yeah. the top they have like the 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 straw goes like out to the right and then curves back to the left and curves back to yeah. the right and curves back to the yep. left you know and then as you're drinking they're see-through so as you're drinking yes. you can see the liquid like zigzagging up yep. that's mm-hmm. what the bus ride was like it was yeah, like it's like it's they're switchbacks. They call it switchbacks. Oh yeah, yeah. When you're hiking it's, or whatever, it's a switchback up and down like that. It was but, um, intense. If you were watching out the window. It was a little yeah. frightening because it looked mm-hmm. like we were right on the edge of the cliff, and then we would be like turning along the edge, going along the yep. other way, turn along the edge. <laughs> But we made it safe and sound up to the top. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Machu Picchu. Wow. And it was was incredible. 
Yeah. What were you, what, like thinking about when we saw it, when we first could see part of it, what did you think? Mm. When we first could see part of it, I mean, it just, it's overwhelming to look at because mm. you're in the midst of this like super lush area, like mm -hmm. all these mountains completely covered in greenery. It's, it's strikingly beautiful. And then you see all of this, you know, there, like all of this building that is yep. very clear that, that people like this man-made, you know, structure. And, and at first, when you see the first little bit of it, you're like, okay, all right, that's cool. Like, Here's a, a little bit of building, you know, here's a little bit that, that's been saved, you know, preserved. Okay. And then you keep climbing and then you see the, you see even just a portion of the extent of it. Like it was massive. Yep. And, you know, they have this huge like terrace farming, you know, that was all set for agriculture you know, these massive steps built into the mountain so that they could plant. And then this, like all these different rooms and, you know, of different sizes and different levels as, as the mountain, you know, went up, it was striking. And then of course, you're not only looking at this really cool archaeological site, but you've got all these mountains all around you. Yeah. It was, you, you can't even say like, Oh, it's kind of like this. Like, it's not like anything. It's not like anything you've ever seen before. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like, it's not. And like, even I think of, you know, I've seen a fair number of ruins in my life you know like mm -hmm. like I visited the Colosseum in Rome which is phenomenal um you know I've been to a lot of a, a bunch of ruins in Ephesus which is now in Turkey and you know in you know in places in the Middle East and and I mean all of that is remarkable but then this is that plus the mountains you know, yeah. it was, it was just, I was, I was beside myself really. And the weather was so perfect because of course we'd been counting on it raining mm -hmm. all like all week we'd been thinking, okay, so it's going to rain. So we're going to have the raincoats yep. and how much is it going to rain? And is it going to rain the whole time or a part of the mm -hmm. time? And, and then it didn't rain a single drop. It was yeah. beautiful, sunny weather and not hot. Like it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was just the right temperature. It was. And we had some beautiful photos and yeah, we couldn't have asked for, for a better, for a better day for sure. Like, no. How did it, how was it for you in comparison to the first time you were there? Wow, the thing that's, that's if they'll ask me the same thing. I mean, when you see something like that, I think it's always like it's just it's so so striking, and you it was emotional. I think you and I both were feeling yeah. a little, you know, what is yeah. that? What is the expression you say? Like for Bluckster, for Bluckster, <laughs> a little verklempt, <laughs> verklempt, verklempt. Yeah. You yeah. can kind of feel it and then your eyes automatically kind of start welling because 
well one, you know, tears, yeah. But not, but not everyone gets to experience that. But it's just that's a, like you that, said. That's a big part of it too. Yeah. It's like it's at the top of a mountain. And it was, you know, really, I think, what did they say when it, it's, it's only been open for tourism for like 25 years? Mm. Like it was, I think in the 80s, it was discovered in 1911. Yeah. But maybe it was the 60s. And then it, I don't think they came back I, until the 60s or something, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. But now being more of a like a destination where you do find that you will, now that you've been, you'll meet a lot of people and they'll be, oh yeah, I've been there. And you're like, really? Yeah. It just seems like a far away place, you know, which place. it is Yeah. from Canada. Yeah. 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 But, but it was, yeah, I, the, the thing, I came in a different way, but there's, when you have a different guide, they tell you different things because of their different, you know, knowledge. And so it was a different experience, you know, having, experiencing it with you and with, and with the girls. And I found, yeah. I, you know, you worry because it's a long day. There's a lot of talking, a lot of information, but the girls were, were really taking, taking it in, asking questions, like thinking mm -hmm. about things. And the guide mm -hmm. was so good. He was good with everybody, but you know, mm -hmm. um, my youngest granddaughter, he, he, um, told her that she was the assistant tour guide and a couple of times like she had her call attention to to sort of relay information and so she was just you know chuffed about that and the yeah. whole group was really good because it was Henny and I and my granddaughter so there's four there was a mother with her 16 year old daughter and that's the daughter yeah. was the youngest of seven with her eldest sibling being 42. So she had nieces and nephews who were the same age as the girls. And of course, yeah. you know, when you're a 12 year old girl, a 16 year old there, you're just like all over that. Smitten. And and she was so good. So we had those, so that was six. And then we had three guys, you know, one from Malaysia, two from Indonesia. And they were just fun. They were, it was joyful. Nobody was grumpy. Nobody was like miserable or anything like that. Everybody nope. was just, yeah. really really you know kind to each other and so that that really helps too and the, the guide was yeah. I've never had a more passionate guide um with information where you didn't feel like he was telling you things that is a bunch of baloney you know you some people do mm. and you're just like you expect me to believe that well mm. well and he didn't the way that he spoke about things, he didn't talk like he'd memorized the spiel. You know, yes. like like That's he right. he would tell you things that he thought were interesting, you know, or things that right. he had learned or he had seen that he wanted to share, like pass on to you. So it didn't, it mm -hmm. never really felt like, like even in the times when he sort of gave us a little bit longer of a lecture, it never really felt like you were being talked at about things. You know, he was just like, yeah. it always felt like a conversation between people and he was just really excited about it. And so he had things to tell you, you know, like it was really, really yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Then Take we, the bus all the way down again. Yes. But we were having lunch. <laughs> we were having lunch together. And so um, the girls really wanted to try Kui guinea pig and cooey it yeah yeah sorry exactly. guinea pig <laughs> guinea pig yeah oh dear and so we did we did 
I mean, it comes out for tourists and it's got little cap on and it's like all dressed up and there's a big presentation. You can install his head with his little teeth and the whole bit. So, I mean, it's like a little creepy looking. Uh, and then they just kind of chopped it up. Now I have been where they've like really done a better job of taking the meat off the bone. So we were kind of left to do that. But there was enough for like, there was nine of us at the table for everyone to have a little try, you know, because you yeah. wouldn't just order that as your main like we you'd be truly disappointed if that came yeah. and that was your main to eat um yeah and i don't think anyone was a real fan no i mean it was fine it wasn't gross you know yeah. like there are there are many worse things out there for sure it just was it just wasn't great you know it was it was greasy yeah. it was I don't know. It was a, it was the closest thing I could think that it would, that I've had before that it was kind of like was duck. Like it's a little bit like duck, but not as good as duck. Like duck is. Yeah. Yeah. Duck is better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, the cooking of it is similar, right? Because it did have a very hard, like it was almost like when a suckling yeah. pig, but yeah. duck is like that. Duck is like that too, right? You get that, that yes. uh, really tasty, crunchy on the outside, but duck is there's more meat for one. There's more to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. more to its carcass. But um, but I think it's always I think it's good, especially for kids to have them interested just to try something that's not something that is 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 a usual option on a menu in Canada. You know, to absolutely. Eat guinea pig. And when they were, you know, sort of, oh, I don't know, you know, skinny pig, but my son's a, a, a hunter. And so he has, you know, caught a bear and, and we've all had bear stew. Right. Absolutely delicious. For some people yeah. eating bear, it would be a complete turn off to them. And yes, he had a tag and yes, he did report it. <laughs> if anyone wants to know. <laughs> because, because it's the, the, the thing is in, in Canada, I mean, they have to control the population. So yeah, at least if, if it's hunted and somebody takes the time to, to prepare it, you know, and, and take care of the carcass and the whole bit in, in a proper way. Otherwise when they shoot them, I'm not sure. I actually don't know what happens for yeah. when they just naturally need to think. I, I don't know. I'll have to uh, look that up. Now I am interested. I don't know how they, <laughs> because the tags are counted, right? They give, they give, there's only so many every season. And then the right. when you, you return the tag when you have caught and, and right. but then they know that there's X amount of bears that for this season weren't, weren't um, right, 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 right. so yeah so it's happened. a way of tracking the population correct correct yeah. yeah um but anyways you know i i mean i've now tried it more than once and once was enough yeah twice it's, and it's, three i think that was the third time that's the third time i've had yeah. it so it's anyway it's all right tonight you're going to try paiche which is a fish Pai-che, in the amazon yes. Yes, P-A-I-C-H-E. It's the way you spell it. It is farmed yeah. now. It's in the it, it is in the Amazon. But I think we read was it three meters in length and like how many pounds? Five or six hundred pounds? Maybe even more than that. The fish. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said four to five hundred pounds. Yeah. So I mean that so is a massive fish. Massive. Yes. Um, I'm trying that. 
Yeah, and it's only it's only from the Amazon. That is an Amazonian fish delicacy or delight. Delight a fish, yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It would yeah, be freshwater, yeah, because it's in a river. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we're gonna try ceviche tonight too. We have not done that yet because no, no because Henry's not a real fish person. No one's really. Yeah. We have yet. I feel, yeah, I feel bad that I'm not really a fish person because I feel like if I were, then you would be more excited about like, well, we can do this and we can, you know, order this and this and we can share it and. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you know, not everybody is like, there's like, there's certain types of stuff that I don't like either, you know, and I just can't eat it. Yeah, but But I'm going to try it. And so every yeah. time we have sushi, he's like, here, try this one. He's like, no, no. He's like, try this one. No, maybe try this one. He's like, well, this is expensive sushi. Try this one. This is cheap sushi. Try this one. And I just don't, like, none of it is repulsive, but none of it is like, ooh, I love this, you know? Well, and that's the thing, because that, I I thought, because last night we were like, by the time we got in, I was going to make something for dinner, and then I thought, no, we'll just order it. So... We just ordered like a Peruvian, like a, a pollo alabrasa, which is Peruvian uh, barbecue chicken. chicken, which they love. Yeah. But it comes with like French fries and you know, whatever. But then I remembered the girls love sushi. And then as I was, I asked them and then I was like, oh, I remember Henny. She's not going to eat sushi because one has got avocado in it. And then the other one's got like crab or something. And that, that's not, I'm not even going to bring it up because she, I but know you for could, a fact. But you could have, no, you could have. Come on. Why would you I do that? I, I would have done what? something. Like I would have, well, I would have eaten some of the sushi and sucked it up. You know me. No. No, we. I mean, we on a scale spaghetti. of, like on a scale of, of pickles to oh. Magic Kingdom Rice crispy Square. Yeah. Like sushi is going to be like, I don't know, a three. <laughs> I hear you. No. I hear you. I never used to like sushi <laughs> either, but I do like it now. We had that lunch with the Kui, said goodbye to the, well, no, we, then we got on the train and then we got a two hour like cab, van ride back to Cusco. When we made it back to Cusco, there was no, there was no like tingling. There was no like the intense reaction to the altitude that we had when we first arrived wasn't there again when we got back yeah because we had acclimatized at that point yeah yeah that was that was interesting too yeah. it was like a little more like breathing than regular but not the way we were breathing the first day right exactly yeah 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 and then we just had a and we went to bed got up yeah went to the airport Flew back yep. to Lima. And here we are. And here but we today, are. actually, today we did something mm-hmm. super cool because we went to the Waka. Is yep. that what it's called? Yep. And it is another archaeological site. And it's it's like a pyramid with a bunch of other you know buildings around it. But the guide was saying, and and Sandy, I think you've talked about this on the podcast before, that because when you went before, that it's this, it's a pyramid, but it's not like an Egyptian pyramid where it's 
uh, where it's like an open room that you go into or like an open room mm. where you would bury people inside and it's like a it's more like a tomb it's mm-hmm. it's completely solid so they build one layer of bricks and then they build another layer of bricks on top and then they build another layer of bricks on top and they just keep building and building and building because each level um was for something like used for something different yeah. and different people had access to different levels so the more important you were in the community the higher up like the, the higher levels you could get you could go to yeah. and what was so interesting about it is when you see it it's all made of clay brick but all of the bricks are standing up on their sides so and yeah. she called it guide called it the li- the library technique because yeah. it looks like it's books on a shelf and like that's literally what it looks like and it I've never seen anything like it before but she said that this was a group of people that that they don't know the original name of these people and so the um, um archaeologists have have named them the Lehmans because yeah. the only place they see this kind of construction is in and around Lima nowhere else in the yeah. world that's yeah. wild and i know yeah I, I, was just... I i loved it that was really really cool yeah and well what was interesting was that in 1960 like this it was just like a massive like um hill of dirt and when i say hill it was big enough because she said they used to like do use it was a dirt bike like track yeah for moto yeah for motocross and then a developer purchased this massive piece of property to develop into you know like a urbanization so like with streets and and hospitals and you know such and when they started to do the excavation they kept finding clay bricks and pottery and tools and this waka which is 25 meters high Mm-hmm. was underneath it because over time the the winds had just like blown sand and dirt and piled it over this whole community mm-hmm. and it was and it had been hidden because the it was this was built for between 400 and 1400 AD and and you know it was it's just amazing because it's not even all uncovered yet no because no they don't have it takes time they, and money. Yeah. Yeah. I think she said that at least 40% of it is still covered. Yeah. That was, that was really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the, re- there's a restaurant that's beside it uh, on the same site. And that's where we're going for dinner tonight. When Phil comes home from work, he's picking us up and taking us for dinner. Which will be lovely. Yeah. And in the midst of all that, we got two in the flesh, real person, live workouts with Diego. We did. That we did. Which was which was really exciting for me because, yeah. well, because, I mean, how long did we, how long did I work out online with you guys? I mean, over a year, I think. Over a year. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then now it's been a year since I've worked out with you guys at all because you've been back in person. And I've yeah. been back to regular life. And so mm-hmm. it, was, it was really fun to, to meet him in person and to get a couple of workouts in. So that was also a hoot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you you might have worked out maybe for a year and a half because it was shortly so after the pandemic started, and then we would yeah. have gone all the way, and then there would be a summer in there before you would went back in person. Hmm. And then yeah, tomorrow we leave. Yep. Yeah. And by the time this podcast episode comes out, I will be back in Canada and back at school. You will be. You will be. You will Sadly. be. And taking offers that day on your condo. Yes. <laughs> fingers crossed. Everyone, cross your fingers. Do a little good luck dance for me that mm-hmm. I get uh, some great offers on my on my condo. Yeah. Because I would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a little I'm a little anxious about it, but oh, it it's, will gonna, all it's gonna it's gonna happen. Out. It yeah. will. Yeah, I think it so. will. It will, it will for sure. Yeah. Okay. So Sandy, what was the best thing that you've eaten this week? Well, there's a couple of things. One, well, hmm. can I say savory and then sweet? So if I'm, I am. Sure. Sure. You can do savory and sweet. Okay. So for savory, it was, um, the entranya that Phil cooked the first day we arrived. The beef. Yes. Yes. That was that would be my beef, um, savory. Yeah. And then sweet. It's really hard because well, they didn't have my favorite ice cream, so it isn't the ice cream. But we I I did go to the bakery that's very close and we got a couple of things mm-hmm. and we split those. And there's I like the almond croissant, but I also really like the the breakfast bun, which is like orange and cinnamon yeah. and goodness. That was really good too. But the next day we went yeah. to old down to Lima and we went to the churro place, which also is a favorite of mine. And that was delicious. Hands down, without a doubt, <laughs> the best thing that I have put in my mouth this trip was <laughs> that churro. It was so good. And it was not like what I thought it was going to be, of course, because when I hear the word churro, I think of like an American version of a Mexican churro, which is like a deep fried stick covered in cinnamon sugar. This was not that. This was like this hot pastry, sort of like a donut with cream inside. I mean, it was. divine it really was divine it was the best but if I were doing a savory and sweet thing I also would say that my favorite savory thing of the week was the beef that Phil barbecued yeah because it was also delicious it's it's so good it's so it's got the right like mix of like having some fat in it and the flavor is just and all it has on it is like salt that's it it's just oh it's so good so it's like yeah so good Okay, and what would you say, if you could do one, like, if you could have one experience over again from this trip, like, one meal or one visit or one, like, moment or, like, one thing, like, if you Mm. wanted to do it, like, I don't mean, like, do, like, have a do-over, I mean, like, experience it a second time, like, do it a second time, what would that be? I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know, for me... I mean, I've traveled with you before, yeah, and it, that was great. But I've never, 
I mean, to be able to share experience with the girls and have them experience that, you know, and as they grow up for them to remember like that they got to go. um, I think that was, that was good. It's hard for kids to be away from their parents, you know, and especially the girls who um, spend most of the time with their mom and their one grandmother. And so Mm -hmm. it's a long time. But that, but mm-hmm. they've been good. They've actually, but today you can see like today is just one day long. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. ready today, to go home. Today yeah. they're ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Didn't help that the dog bit my, bit my granddaughter last night. That didn't help. No. That was, yeah. A, that was a, a fly in the ointment. That was a real fly in the ointment. <laughs> but she's been, a, she's a trooper. She is a trooper, yeah. that kid. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's okay. Like it's, uh, yeah. It's, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it was a big deal that it happened, but the injury is not a big deal. No, yeah. no. Like there is a little, like an incision, but it didn't go through. And it said in a part that it had it, it could have gone right through. Yeah. Because of where it was. Right. But anyways, anyways, it was, it was sort of a damper on the, on the trip. Yeah, it was yeah. though. But that's okay. Today we're turning it around. Did some fun stuff this morning. Still going to go out for dinner tonight. Yes. And then, and then first thing in the morning, we, we are headed home. Very early. Yeah. And you'll be home by dinner time tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. So I I am so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you were able to join us. I'm grateful for the help because it was very daunting thought of taking the girls on my own and I, I could have done it for sure I could, sure you have. could have sure you but could it's have. but it's much it feels better when you can have somebody else there and yeah. I also you know I'm grateful that we got to have the experience together too and I I yeah. um you know uh it, it was just it was it was it's been a special time for sure uh. I feel the same way. I'm so excited to have come. I I felt so I just I felt bad that it that I hadn't been and like and people kept saying like, "Oh, have you like have you have you been to visit? Have you been to visit?" And I kept saying like, "No, no, like I'm a I'm a terrible friend. I haven't been yet, you know, but it just yeah, it just never the pandemic yeah. really threw a wrench in things and it just yeah. never worked out and then you know with you coming to Canada often in the summertime and that's the time when I'm off like it just it just never really panned out and so when this like option came Mm -hmm. like sort of presented itself I mean it was it was a no-brainer I mean it was hands down this was I was so excited about coming and then my life was so nuts like prior to coming that I didn't even really have a lot of time to like get excited about it. You know, it was like, it was, you know, all these other things I had to deal with and then, Oh, like, Oh, and I have to pack to go, you know? And, and so, but I mean, being here has just been so fun. I'm so thankful to you for opening your home to me and for taking such good care of me. And it's just been, it really has been such a fun time. Yeah. Well, so. my pleasure. And always, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, soon we'll be in the same place and yeah. Well, same place, meaning same country, same province. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, exactly. And close anyway. by at least. Close by at least. Yes. And it, I, you know, I also, I'm really grateful for Hanny. 
I'm really What's grateful that? that you're no longer in your 30s and that now you are 40. So that, you know, because <laughs> you... when I have a like, we have a, like, you know, my like my one of one of my bestest friends is like in their like 30 something like it's creepy. <laughs> OK, well, for your benefit, I'm really glad that I'm now 40. Yeah, but I can. But I only have two years. Say forty. You can just say that I'm in my forties. People might think I'm forty-nine. I I know, know? and I'm. But I only have that for two more years, and then I'll be sixty. You see, and then that, then I, then I'm like back into it. So I'm just gonna, just allow me to enjoy it for two years. Enjoy it for two, please, please. (laughs) I have, I have no qualms about my age, so it's fine. (laughs) Dear, my goodness, my goodness. Anyway. Anyways, well, anyways, this has been quite the way to like top off my 40th birthday. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big year for you. So, you know, yeah, I can tell you that, that yeah, the forties were pretty good. The fifties were better, but the forties were pretty good. So pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel the same way about twenties and thirties. Like the twenties were good, but the thirties yeah. were better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just gets better. I mean, you just, yeah, I, I, but I think that I think it should be that way. You know, I think, yeah, you know, as as life goes on, you have more experiences and more opportunities and more yeah. um, money, <laughs> resources. <laughs> <Hopefully, go. laughs> <Yeah. Hopefully. laughs> fingers crossed. That's the goal. And uh, and and, but also like, just more knowledge and more stuff to draw on and you know and and I think a better sense of self too right like I think you know as you as you get older you have a better idea not to say that you you didn't know yourself before but you do maybe you get more cemented in that understanding of yourself Mm. and what you like and what you don't like and what you'll what you'll tolerate and what you won't tolerate right like I think a lot I think I spent a lot of my 20s just doing whatever it was that I needed to do to make sure everyone else around me was happy. And it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I started to realize like, Oh, but I also have to make sure that there's time and space for me to be happy too, you know? And so I'm, I'm excited about my forties. Yeah. Well, you should be, you should be. Well, you know, Thank you to everyone who, if you've listened, I mean, we'll be back to our normal sort of banter about more balanced with like what we're reading, health, you know, wellness, that type of thing next week. I still have, I want to talk about a couple of more of the chapters in that and bear. Yes. Okay, great. I want to hear them. I want to hear them and I will make sure that I, that I come prepared next time we record as well. Something. You always have enough. Thank you. Yeah, we have to we have to up our game a little bit going forward. Yeah. <laughs> when you say we, you mean you? Yeah, because I have lots of free time. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, um, thank you for. I I hope you enjoyed our our vacation recap as much as we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't, rest assured, next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming programming. Okay, okay. Same time, different place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go get lunch ready. All right. See ya. Okay. Bye.